1: WHO
2: HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears, featuring Andy Fails with What's
1: Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to Sound Off.
3: Alongside John Sears, I'm Keith Murphy, and welcome to Sound Off. What a start, by the way, to Sunday night football. Two Midwestern teams. John is a Bears fan. And he was feeling really cocky.
2: Why would you have to say that like right off the top of
3: the show? Well, you were running around talking about the Super Bowl. Packers won the game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers really upped his legend status with Packers fans. But that's not our main topic here on Sound Off tonight. Sound Off calls at 515-282-9010 if you can get by Big Sam. Hot topic. You know what it is. For the fourth straight year, it is a Hawkeye State. Iowa wins the Hawk showdown 13-3. Matt Campbell now
2: 0-3 against Iowa. A reminder, Kirk Ferentz lost his first four against the Cyclones. The Hawk trophy stays in Iowa City. Let's sound off. Give us a call. 515-282-9010.
3: all week long on RVTV in six different iowa towns we were constantly reminded why the Cyhawk hawk rivalry rules it's fun and most people don't take it too seriously just seriously enough to really love winning and hate losing this year's game was the most anticipated in many years iowa and iowa state both coming off bowl wins after a week of rain more persistent than a 90s nebraska football fan We finally had clear skies. Kinnick Stadium sold out, proud and loud. Even both uniforms looked sharp. Iowa State upping its gear, Iowa staying with a classic. Then the game started, and it was, well, boring. Defenses did their jobs, but there were shanked punts, bad penalties, and missed field goals. It was everything last year's game was not. Second half, Iowa State's offense looked even more inept while Iowa did manage one long drive of hope. It's not enough to beat Wisconsin, but it was enough for a 10-point win over Iowa State. Meantime, the Cyclones haven't scored a touchdown in Iowa City in four years, while Kirk Ferentz has his first four-game winning streak against Iowa State. Remember, Ferentz lost his first four games against ISU, so Matt Campbell, can take solace in his 0-3 start. Iowa has now beaten Iowa State twice as many times overall as it's lost, 44-22. But the record streaks and trivial stats don't tell the most important story. As we see on RVTV, the rivalry actually brings people together more than it tears them apart.
2: It was a fun week, too. All right. For the fourth straight year, the Cy Hawk Trophy resides in Iowa City. Longest winning streak for either school since the Cyclones rattled off five in a row from 98 to 2002. My main key to the game, which is on tape, was Iowa's defensive line controlling Iowa State's O-line. Hawks dominated in a big way. Cyclones looked rattled, confused, and on their heels. The Iowa defensive front is legit. Leading the way is a guy who doesn't even play every snap. A.J. Epinesa, five-star recruit, is showing why he was so highly regarded. At times, he's unblockable. Nate Stanley made the big throw when it mattered, but otherwise, it was a very below average afternoon for number four. Iowa needs more from the quarterback. Throws were missed. We know he can deliver. See Ohio State. It's not all on Stanley. Wide receiver's first job is to catch the ball. Too many drops, not enough production. Running game is a work in progress. That should improve. IKM, Young, and Sargent provide a nice three-headed monster, but overall, the offense needs to do more to help out the D. Give credit to the Cyclone defense. Stout until late in the fourth. Freshman Mike Rose was a thorn. He's going to be a star, reminds me of Josie Jewell. Iowa State's offense struggled even more than Iowa. After the opening drive of the game, the Cyclones crossed midfield just once the rest of the day. Kyle Kemp injured his knee in the third quarter. Campbell says, dinged mcl that sounds like a couple missed games to me the good news for iowa state is they have a very capable backup zeb noland would start for many FBS schools i like nolan how he has a little gunslinger in him they need that cut him loose fire downfield the biggest problem for iowa state is up front david montgomery is one of the best running backs in the country but unless holes are there even the best gets stuffed 44 yards won't cut it if montgomery can't find room It's going to be a long season. It's just one game. Defense is impressed. Offense is underwhelmed. Lots of season left to play.
3: It's interesting, too, because I can remember walking over to you at Kinnick Stadium down there on the field where we were and saying as that first drive is progressing for Iowa State, man, the Cyclones are making this look easy. And they did. Yeah, they they were uh, throwing under the linebackers, running some crossing routes, marched downfield. And you wonder how much change when uh, they hit that wall, and then had the penalty pushed them back, had to settle for three. Yeah. Uh, let's take your calls now. We'll get it started with Eli in Beaverdale. Eli, what did you think of the Cyhawk football game?
1: Uh, I thought the standout was the Iowa State defense. Other, for an Iowa State fan, I was really impressed with how.
3: We lost you there at the end, but uh, John, the Iowa State defense did enough to win this game. You hold. An Iowa team to 13 points, you should win. You should, and I think it's. I think this is one of those things that we
2: maybe shouldn't be surprised with anymore. With Iowa State's defense, what what was their big? T- 12 scoring average last year, 20 points a game. I think it was the best in the conference or one of the top two or three. Yeah. They have a, it's a legit defense.
3: Yeah, it's- Iowa State's defense after the Iowa game last year yeah. was really underrated and played, played well again. Iowa's defense, as John said, is legit. Les is an Ames, thoughtful football fan he is. Les, how concerned are you about the Cyclones after what you saw in what is officially game one? You know, guys, it –
1: John hit it right on the head. It was a defensive battle, but I'm not too concerned here. Um, Zap came in there. Just like you guys said, he's a a gunslinger, but credit to the Iowa defense.
3: I mean, those guys came to play ball, and I remember texting my wrestling coach. I said, hey, first touchdown's
1: going to win this game, And, and that's what it really came up to. Iowa State's defense, again, you know, Big big in the Big 12, Marcel Spears, Brian Peavy, uh, Jaquan Bailey, those guys played huge. So, guys, I- I'm not too concerned. It's only the second game of the season, a lot of football left.
3: I was just glad to finally see a touchdown. Yeah, here, yeah. <laughs> here, here,
2: here, here, is, here is the concerning thing for Iowa State. Um, uh, Oklahoma's up next, and this is where that no game against South Dakota State comes into play, okay, because – you steal one against Iowa, you're feeling good. Because I think most, most Cyclone fans were thinking, if we can split against Iowa and Oklahoma, that's a pretty good start. But now you don't get a game, you lose to Iowa, you got Oklahoma, Akron, yeah. but then you got TCU, Oklahoma State as well. So this next three or four-game stretch is huge.
3: Uh, Les, another less uh, concerned about the punting. And, man, did the punting start poorly for Iowa State. Uh, Les, what would you think?
1: Yeah, this is Les Pontiac from uh, Napier, Iowa. And i got to say, that punting was just kind of got on your nerves a little bit. Hopefully we can uh, get something a little bit more. uh, uh, The the biggest part was it did get better. It
3: did get better as the game went on. I think think Iowa State punted like eight or nine times.
2: Yeah, and uh, they need to get rid of that rugby style. It's the rugby style that he could not handle. That's the one he kept kicking out of bounds. When he kicked it normally – you know, hike it back to him, kick it. I think he was okay. It wasn't great, but it was a lot better. You gotta get rid of the rugby style.
3: Uh, more calls coming up later. Time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny ref who did make an appearance in Norwalk. He on did. RVTV. Yeah, he saw
2: me dominate in the soapbox race.
3: When you could have just said he officiated the soapbox race. Well, t- Why take a shot at I comp. Why take a shot at that? I curb stomped Admire in the soapbox race. Uh, Greg says Iowa State running back David Montgomery looks like Smash <laughs> from the TV show Friday Night Lights. Tiny ref?
0: Loaded mm, mm. it down. Great show.
3: Joe in Thunder Country says Iowa running back Ivory Kelly Martin, IKM, looks like T-Wolf Jimmy
1: Butler. Tiny ref? It's all about the hair. It's, it's partly about the hair. All right, guys, if the cyhawk controversy didn't spike your blood pressure, then boy, I've got one that will. And it comes with the magic pill, so hang on, it's what's bugging Andy next.
3: Like us on Twitter, it's uh, at soundoff13. Jason writes, I loved hearing all the Cyclone fans wishing it was basketball season. Kelly writes, Iowa defense stout. I counted at least six times
2: Iowa got one yard on first down, so behind the chains a bunch. ISU will struggle if Montgomery does. He was a huge non-factor. Kinnick was nuts, hurt ISU not playing game one. Better team one, Iowa O-line, D-line better yeah the new north end
3: zone down there yeah it makes it louder Uh, B. mccool writes iowa it was like watching iowa play iowa good defense on both sides poor offense on both sides hopefully matt campbell will get his act together and figure out calling the offensive players that was a big disappointment hawkeye elvis writes
2: oh thank you hawkeye elvis writes get into a rock fight with kirk ferentz at your own peril iowa like that kind of game I mean, oh, that's a, yeah, the Hawkeyes play that game at Kinnick Stadium
3: every time. It is time for What's Bugging Andy.
2: I just got back. I have no idea.
1: With rivalry week out of the way, we can get back to focusing on other things. Things which should concern us far less. Like Colin Kaepernick and Nike and even the rants and raves of the current president. Just don't do it, people. You'll tell me that's hard to do because the topic is being forced on you from all angles and it makes you mad. Well you probably had parents like I did. You got teased by an older sibling or kids at school and mom and dad told you to ignore them. Well, It wasn't easy and it took some persistence but if you stuck with it you almost certainly discovered that it worked. The laws of emotional physics are clear. You can't be annoyed by something you don't notice. If you don't like what Nike is doing with Colin Kaepernick, ignore it. If you don't like the way Donald Trump is using it to grandstand, ignore him. If you'd been doing this all along, chances are we wouldn't be where we are now. Nike is running this campaign because it's guaranteed not to be ignored, even by those who don't like it. Trump does the same thing. 10,000 years ago, man's ability to build a fire was the difference between life and death. In this age of cyber bullies and Twitter wars, it might just be our ability to turn the other cheek. Provided we're not talking about asbestos in our basements, there is an immense power in ignorance. Sure, it's more divine to love thine enemy, but it's a whole lot easier to just ignore them in the first place. Whether you're on one side or the other, you're probably wishing this controversy would go away. Well, when we decide to ignore it, it surely will. So, just do it. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me.
3: (laughs) Next on Sound Off, more of your live calls and some fun moments from RVTV. Who's in your five? Five of my favorite RVTV photos. Number five, rested and ready early oh, morning. we are ready to morning. roll. Yeah, that look would change. Number four, Michael's Men of Mud calendar shoot from diagonal. Straight to a GQ magazine. The mud stud. Number three, the RVTV World Tour never left central and southern Iowa. I tried. Yeah, this is spinal crap. Number two, zombie apocalypse down in Thunder Country, our home away from home, Albia. That was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Number one, a stunning photo from Michael Admire of the fireworks at RVTV Live over the Welcome Home Soldier Monument in Albia. If you haven't seen this monument, please go. You won't be disappointed. That was awesome with Lee Greenwood. Yeah, just yeah. fantastic. The veterans. Uh, let's get pick it back up here. We'll go to Mike in Ankeny. Mike, what did you think of the Hawk game? Iowa wins thirteen three.
0: Thought it was a good game. much um, respect to Iowa State. to played a good game. Iowa obviously had the obviously had the better defense, defensive line. Um, what do you think the Hawks you think the Hawks go undefeated? I don't know. <laughs>
3: uh, I, they're going to have to play a whole lot better got to, be, to beat Wisconsin. The, uh, I mean, the defense is le- looks legit, the, two y- games in.
2: Yeah, the defense looks good, but if the offense plays like this against Wisconsin, they'll lose by 17 points. I mean, the defense is going to get worn down in games if they don't start scoring. No, you know, I'm, just,
3: uh, I'm wondering, because uh, I'm not watching really as a fan, I found this game a little boring. The defenses weren't good, but I found it a little boring. Uh, Mike and Carol, what did you think?
0: I thought it was the most boring football game I've ever watched in my life. In your for, life? For this being a freaking, this is a big, huge rivalry. Cy Trophy, all that. It looked like freaking junior high football. Pathetic. It set football back 100 years. Unbelievable.
3: My There's goodness. No How high were your expectations?
0: There's no imagination on offense. Nothing. Absolutely boring. Now, who did boring you, who did you
3: want to win, Mike?
0: I didn't care, really.
3: <laughs> okay, you just thought it was... you just, just thought it was boring. Just, it was a you sound bored. You, yeah. sound bored. you sound <laughs> bored. Was <What is> boring? <laughs> Come on. You can't. All right, thank you, buddy. I think he thought the game was boring. I pick up that he thinks it was boring. Uh, Randy is in Urbandale. Randy, were you as bored as Mike and Carol? I was not as bored
0: as Mike and Carol, but I'm just wondering, uh, I, have to, I have a question for you. Does it seem like the past five years, maybe even more, why the... Hawkeyes seem to run the ball to the short side of the field like ninety percent of the time.
2: They do do that a lot, and I'm not sure why they do that. My, well, actually, one of my buddies texted me that during the game. Like, why, why is Iowa keep running to the short side, and then they they get pushed out of the, out of bounds a lot? Run to the you know, the the open side of the field. Try to get more yards, but I know exactly what you're talking about. And yes, Iowa runs a lot to the short side. I'm not sure if it has to do with their zone blocking scheme. I'm sure Brian Ferentz is a lot smarter than I am about football. So it has to do with the way they block. But yeah, they do run a lot to the short side and the offensive line has to do better. You know, Iowa State's got a good front, but the O line for Iowa has to be better.
3: There were a lot of amateur offensive coordinators for both sides. Oh, during yeah, this game. Everyone wants
2: to put a headset on.
3: Saturday. A still to come on Sound Off, RVTV, the world premiere of a new trailer for our 13 for 13 documentary. Yeah, Ed's in it. Oh boy. Email sound off at whotv.com. I was surprised at all of the Cyclone fans that were criticizing Jamie Pollard after the game. Most of them thought Pollard didn't do enough to reschedule the SDSU game on Sunday so the clones could have gotten past the first game jitters. That is from Brian in Johnston. Over, under, hamburgers, overrated, in and out. They're good, but not worth waiting in long lines.
2: I mean, I don't know if I can say they're overrated. I, I love them. I love those. But underrated, Morgan's in a Tumwa. I don't want to exaggerate, but this hamburger saved my life. Look at it. It saved my wait, life wait, late wait, at night.
3: Wait, changed your life or saved your life? Maybe both. I mean, saying it saved your life seems like too much for a hamburger. It was good. It saved your life? You know it was good. That's a new slogan for Morgan's in <laughs> a Tumwa. That's a promo. The hamburger will save your life. John Sears, sound off.
1: All right. All right.
2: Time for face-off, and a special thanks to our RVTV towns Diagonal, Norwalk, Knoxville, Albia, and Ottumwa, as well as our title sponsors Plaza RV, Fairway, and Kemna Auto. Thank you. Iowa Super Bowl, the Seahawks showdown, sparked the RVTV road trip many years
3: ago. This year, we started in Diagonal in a torrential downpour. Where we learn, John, if it's raining, make mud. (laughs) Have fun. Small town. Big
2: fun. Then Norwalk, former Hawkeye great Greg Bruner told us, Norwalk has more Cyclone fans.
3: Unimaginable when RVTV began all those years ago. More rain, too, in Norwalk. So we moved inside 804 Main, and the party followed. The party (laughs) always follows Ed. Got that right. Yeah. Guess what happened in Knoxville? Rain. Rain and food. Those those pile-high sandwiches? I thought I was going to see it twice. Thanks for not puking on camera yeah, on camera or at all, around me
2: Yeah.
3: zombie apocalypse apocalypse in the great Albia. then the coolest close to a newscast i've ever seen yeah lee greenwood himself singing god bless the usa to more than 100 local veterans as fireworks exploded over the glorious welcome home soldier monument awesome that was that was just great
2: then the video game capital of the world a tumble, where we saw a beautifully renovated stadium and received a key to the city and then you embarrassed us all by dropping the trophy. It was an accident. Whatever. Only ones who enjoyed the accident was those guys making the 13 for 13 documentary.
0: What if I told you companionship sank in the rain?
3: Sears has one, one bit, he dances. He yeah, i am
0: What if I told you 13 was the luckiest number? Until fortunes were revealed. i had it go. Oh my! What if I told you a world tour turned into a local disaster when it all fell apart?
1: Oh, oh no!
0: <laughs> and their music comprised less chords than discord. I was drawn more than anybody you d- What if I told you a rebel with a cause? Smoked it all away. What if I told you excess wasn't enough? Sound Off Films presents Recreation Vehicle Television World Tour. When rain caused a deluge of dislike between gentlemen and generations, only a rivalry meant to divide could unite them.
3: Let the record show. I said it was a bad idea to have the documentary crew follow us around. And you and Admire told me it would be good for our brand. That's what you kids we always th- say. It would be good for our brand. Social media, get us
2: out there a little more. Everybody loves the but- behind the scenes. But you old guys thought <sighs> it just uh, Wow! Winner
1: of the Cy-Hawk series for another year. University of Iowa
3: guys. One minute, baby. Thank you, Tiny Ref. Uh, <laughs> Cole is in Ames. Cole, some thoughts on the Cy-Hawk game.
2: You know, it was my first sidehawk game i ever been to, and the atmosphere in Iowa City was just amazing. So I had something built up in my mind that it was going to be a great game. But when I got in there,
0: it was just disappointing.
3: The, the game did not match the atmosphere. No. That's a good point. John, those fans wanted something to cheer. It finally revved up with that late drive by the Hawkeyes. But prior to that, it was not – I mean, everybody was just waiting for that moment. And the, one of the problems is you're coming off a game from
2: last year that was 44-41 in Oof. overtime, arguably the best game yeah, in Skyhawk history. So you're coming off that game, then you get this game.
3: Uh, Steve and Irvindale, you'll have the uh, final 15 seconds. Go ahead, Steve.
0: Yeah, hi. It's kind of a footnote, but did anybody notice that Eastern Michigan uh, won a game over Purdue quarterback by a guy named Tyler
2: Wiggers who
1: seems oh, to yeah, –
2: The he Yeah, he must, they must have had two good quarterbacks over there. Must have. Eastern Michigan coached by Chris Creighton, former Drake coach. That'll
3: do it for us. We are back next week. We hope you are too. We leave you with the sound off send
2: off. A big thank you for all who made RVTV 2018 possible.